0: Roberta, thank you, music team. How many of you feel the sense of relief? Oh, thank God, there's a plan. Right? Thank you, God, because I was getting concerned. <laughs> but Roberta, you made me believe. So welcome everybody. This is our first Sunday in Advent. But before we get to the first Sunday in Advent, I want to take us back to our practice for last week. So last week we gathered together. Thank you, God. Most of you remembered showed up at 10 a.m. We had a service on We Are One, and we decided that we were going to practice this past week this idea that there is only oneness, and recognizing that each one is my sister and my brother. So how many of you took on this practice of that this past week? Yay! And so I'm wondering whether or not those of you who took on that practice have something to share in regards to an insight, and understanding, and aha that you got from that practice. Oh, Janet. All right, Janet. Let me see. There, there you got it. I was in the ER on, on um, Monday, and the guy that transports you from one place to the other, and all of a sudden, we were talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about. And he says, You know, we're one. You know, we're one. I almost fell off the cart. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So the divine sent a spirit to remind you in that moment, we are one. I love that, Janet. Okay, Marilyn, I'm going to come around to you. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, It wasn't really a very um, easy practice for me. I kept forgetting about it. But I renewed each morning, and um, the thing that happened was um, really personal. I just had this overwhelming sense of my oneness with the source of life, and it was just so peaceful. And, yes, I am one. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that I was kinder to all the people that I thought about when I did it, but um, it was really like a personal oneness for me. Heart opening. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Anybody else? All right, Jane, I got one more over here, and then we'll go on to our Advent All right, Jane, you were here last week. What did you learn from that practice? Well, I was in line at the grocery store the day before Thanksgiving. Oh. And... um. I almost don't need to say anything more. I was two people back from the person checking out who realized that she wasn't allowed to use a check and she had to have cash. And the woman in front of me lost her mind that this transaction was going to take more than two minutes. And she kept looking to me to engage me in being incensed over what was happening and so I made it a practice to just I just sort of rearranged my things on the belt and I just sort of looked lovingly at the woman who was taking a long time to figure out how she was going to paint. She had to put some items back and then the woman walked away and started like doing circles. I hope that person isn't here. But I just continuously kept bringing myself. She wanted to look in my eyes and say, "Isn't this unbelievable and terrible?" And I just kept going back to my center. And we are one. We are one. And listen, if you are here, you're in the right place. So, so, so I know you got. I got to move on. I'm going to come and find you though afterwards and hear your story. So, thank you to everybody. Lots of sharing going on today in regards to our We Are One. We're moving on today to our Advent. How many of you can believe it's just four Sundays, today included, until Christmas arrives? Are you excited, Will? Yep. Yep. Remember that excitement when you were a kid and Christmas was right around the corner and you've been waiting all year for this? Right? Are you excited? So if there are any children that want to come up and join me up on the stage, <laughs> yep, I'm going to do it again. Come on up. Come on up and join me and have a seat. We're going to have a conversation. Well, no no fighting. no. Fi- <laughs> now we have to shine our light, right? So you can uh, find a place to sit there or on the floor if you'd like, Alexis. There's a big pillow there you could sit on, right? Look at all the kids today, yay. All right, so I have a question for all of you. Alexis, you want to sit on the floor there if I will, maybe? You want to stand up? You can stand up if you'd like. So I have a question for all of you. Christmas is coming up, right? You all know about Christmas. Does anybody here not know about Christmas? Why is it that Christmas is such a special day? Okay. Well, you got to remind me of your name, sweetie. Kaylani. I'm so glad you're here with us today, Kaylani. Let me hold the microphone up so everybody can hear. Why is Christmas... Such a special day. Because you can spend time with your family. Because you can spend time with your family. How many of you choose to spend time with your family on Christmas? Yeah, how many of you have a family member that you wish you didn't have to spend time with on Christmas?
1: Because sometimes
0: that happens. Kaylani, hey do you enjoy spending time with everybody you see on Christmas? Or are there some that you wish you didn't have to see? Very- you enjoy everybody. Beautiful. Okay, who else? Yes, Eve. Why is Christmas so special? Because we get to have a yummy dinner. Because you get to have a yummy dinner. What a blessing that we get to have a yummy meal together. Sit down together, enjoy, break bread together. Alexis, why is Christmas such a special day? Because you get presents sometimes. Because you get presents sometimes. Or coal. Yes. If you're bad, you get coal. Who here has gotten coal? Just packing, coal, coal. Oh, we all got coal one year. All right, so we get presents. Christmas is an opportunity for giving, right? What else? Yes. Okay. Now wait a minute. This has got to be Eddie, Alex. I get you guys confused. Alex, why is Christmas special? Um, because there's twelve days of Christmas because it celebrates the gods. I think. Hey. I Celebrate the gods, the 12 days of Christmas, and what is it? It, it, celebrates Jesus. it celebrates Jesus. So how many of you know the story of Jesus? Well, we're going to read it today, so let's take a look at it. All right, you ready? Well, I'm going to read the book, and you're going to see the pictures. I know, it's so disappointing. But this is the story of the nativity. The story of the nativity. Who who comes along? Somebody with wings. I heard you say it. This is the angel Gabriel who comes down and comes to who? Who do you think Gabriel comes down to? Comes to Jesus' mom. Does anybody know who Jesus' mom is? Yes, Will? Mary comes down to Mary, right? The angel Gabriel comes down to Mary. And what do you think? The angel Gabriel tells Mary. Will, what does the angel Gabriel tell Mary? You're having a baby. Is Mary happy about that? She's like, what? I'm having a baby? But (laughs) sure enough, look, she goes to tell her husband. Does anybody know of Mary's husband's name? Alexis. God? How about Joseph? Right? So Mary tells Joseph, We're having a baby. Mary's tummy gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh my goodness, right? Can you imagine?
1: And then what?
0: What are they doing in this picture? Trying to get on a donkey. Now, did anybody ever see a woman who's having a baby and she's like way out to here? Can you imagine her sitting on a donkey? Dominic the donkey, donkey, maybe. But here she is getting on the donkey. And where are they riding to? They're riding with all the people. Anybody remember why in the story they're riding on a donkey with all of the people? Alexis, you want to try again? A hospital, which would make sense. Which would make sense, but you are right. There were no hospitals back then. They're actually going to Bethlehem to participate in a census with all of these people. That's a lot of people. And this is like the hotel that they're going to. Does it look like there's any room there? No room at the inn, right? So what do they do? Joseph takes her... And they have to find a place where there is room. Well, where is that place? They go to the barn, also known as the manger, right? And the baby's born there with the animals in the barn. What do they call the baby? Anybody remember? Eve? Jesus. Jesus, that was Jesus, born in the barn. The baby is born. And there are Mary and Joseph. How do you think Mary is feeling right now? Puckered out. I would agree. I would agree. Puckered out. Oh, and who shows back up again? The, 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 the angels, angels. angel's back. Who's the angel talking to? The shepherds. And what does the angel tell the shepherds? There's a baby. There's a baby. And now there's lots of winged people, also known as angels, right? Yeah. And so where do they all go? They all decide the shepherds decide that they should go see the baby. The baby. And there they are. There they are. The shepherds seeing the, the seeing the baby. It's the front cover. You're right. And then three more people arrive. Anybody know who that is? Uh, the people who came from the desert? The wise. the wise men, they show up, don't they? And what do they do for the baby? Give them gifts. You think that's why we give gifts at Christmas time? Because the wise men set that, right? They gave gifts, yes. and that's yes. the. And so, yes, on Christmas we celebrate Jesus's birthday. What makes Jesus so special that we celebrate his birthday? That was two thousand years ago. What makes him so special? You forgot. You don't know. Do you know. All right, so Jesus is telling Santa Claus whether or not you've been good or bad, and that's why he was born. Right? Anybody else? Anybody else got a guess? Alex? No? No? Eddie? Guess? All right, well, I'm going to invite you guys to go sit back down and then listen, and maybe you'll hear why it's so important. Okay? So you guys all, thank you for reading the Nativity story with me, sharing your thoughts and ideas. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you. Well, thank you. Want to come down? No? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I lose control. <laughs> all right. So there's the story, right? We all know the story, don't we? The story of Jesus' birth that we celebrate December 25th because that was his birthday, Right? Maybe, maybe not. But why? Why was it decided? Nobody knows. Nobody knows when Jesus was born. Why was it decided that it would be December 25th we'd have his birthday? It lines up with the solstice. It lines up with the solstice. What's happening to our days right now? They're getting shorter and shorter, right? Gosh darn, by 4.30 it's so dark. Right, And that happens every year. Now, we know why it happens, but imagine, imagine being around a couple thousand years ago and not really knowing the whole science that we know of as the solar system. And darn it, every year that darkness starts coming upon us. And so what did the people celebrate during that time of great darkness? They celebrated the light. They celebrated the understanding. No matter how dark the darkness would get, the light would always arise. And on the winter solstice, on that December 21st, it's the shortest day of the year here in our hemisphere, right? The darkness is far greater than the amount of time of light. And for three days, it's the case. For three days, the sun stays in the same position in the sky. Until finally, it begins to rise again, and the days start getting what? Longer. And the light once more overcomes the darkness. This is um, symbolically right, what we're called to know and to celebrate during this time of year. Now that darkness can take on many forms, can't it? We can experience darkness in the world. Do we experience darkness in the world? Does it feel like sometimes to you that that darkness in the world is going to overcome all the light? There are moments in my life and probably in your life where it feels that way. And so Christmas comes along to remind us that the truth is we can stand and face that, The light will never be overtaken by the darkness. The light will never be overtaken by the darkness. So this week, the first week in Advent, we start with faith. We start with the idea that we stand in faith. And faith in unity isn't about what we believe. Faith in unity is the way we perceive our world. And so I heard Ava ask the question in our Advent reading today, do you believe in prosperity or do you believe in lack? Because the way in which you believe determines where you place your faith. She said, do you believe in health or do you believe in disease? When we place our faith in health, we see through eyes that support our seeing our own health and the health of others. Faith is nothing more than what is it that we're standing in and seeing our world through. Lack and limitation or enoughness. You know the, uh, the uh, separated, not enough human condition? or the idea that we are each whole and holy. Christmas invites us into this idea that we are here to see with the eyes of faith that we are all whole and holy and one with each other and one with God and to live into that. I love this quote that we have in our bulletin today that was written by Kelly Isla, Kelly who's a unity minister. She says, Advent is above all else a call to really be awake. To move out of our comfort zone. That sounds familiar. To be in full consciousness and paying the price that comes with being incredibly alive and aware. As we look into the darkness that we see in our lives and in the world, are we called to ignore it? I see some people going, no, and I see some people going, I don't know what's the right answer. <laughs> We're called to be the light, right, Carrie? We're not called to ignore it. We're not called to go, la, 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 I don't see this all happening. We are called to show up, eyes wide open, seeing the darkness, but knowing that the darkness has no power over us. Why? Because the light is always there and will always overcome the darkness. But we have to see the darkness. As uncomfortable as it is, as much as we don't want to look, as much as we'd like it to just be all love and light, we have to be real. And this world today, as I'm sure this world was back when Jesus was born, has some darkness in it. And what you and I are called to be is the light in that. Because Christmas is our reminder that that light is and cannot be overcome. And Jesus, that sweet little baby that was born 2,000 years ago, came to show us how to do it. He, in unity, is our example of how to show up in this world and be that light. So there's a story in Scripture, which is where our our Scripture is coming from here, from the Gospel of Mark. So you know, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark, biblical scholars all agree, is the oldest Gospel there is. It was the first one written. What does the Gospel of Mark tell us about the birth of Jesus? Nada. Nothing. Zero. Nine. You're right. Zip, zero, zilt, nothing. What was it? No, nothing, nothing. The oldest Gospel, nothing about some. Birth story filled with miracles and angels and shepherds and wise men and gifts and all of that. Nothing. It just starts with Jesus' teaching and Jesus' healing. And so in that gospel, there's a story in there. And in the story, a man comes and his son is very, very sick. And he's gone to the disciples first to see if the disciples can heal them, but they can't. And so he shows up with Jesus and he tells them this, you know, my son is really sick and your disciples couldn't heal them. So I'm bringing him to you now. And Jesus says, all things are possible for he who believes. All things are possible. Even the impossible. If you only believe. How many of you believe that? All things are possible. You know, imagine going home and getting a phone call from the person you like the least. All things are possible. Do you believe it in that moment? And then what does that look like? All things are possible. Whatever you're going through. So Jesus says this, all things are possible for him who believes. And you know what the guy says? I believe. Just like all of you did. I believe. And then you know what his next word says? Help me, my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. On the one hand, I believe. And on the other hand, help me in my unbelief. Anybody ever feel that way? I believe in prosperity. I believe in enoughness. I believe. Oh, God, help me because here I am stuck in my lack and my limitations. I believe in health and wholeness and life reverberating through every cell and every atom of my body. Temple now I believe. Help me. Because I can't get beyond this pain that I'm feeling in my back right now. Help me. I believe in harmony and love and forgiveness and connecting in my relationships. I believe we're one. Anybody out there believe that with me? I believe. And when that person cuts me off in traffic, help me in my unbelief. Now, what I love about this story is that Jesus does not rebuke this one for saying, at the same time, I believe and help me with my unbelief. Now, how many of us would be thinking that person's talking out of two sides of his mouth here? Come on, commit. But Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus ends up healing his son. But this story for me reminds me that I can have both. The I believe, the faith that knows, the understanding that God is here at this same time that I'm struggling to live into that. And Advent is our opportunity to become aware of all of the places within us where we are not living into that belief so that we can say, help me in my unbelief. So when that christmas morning arrives that we make holy and that we make special because of the way that we hold that day in our mind when that day arrives and we have worked on these ideas then we will know the darkness can never overcome the light because i believe and god you're there to help me when i don't anybody need practice with that get people coming through the line going, you're so honest, you're so real I don't want to be on a pedestal it's a struggle and it's a challenge and it's a daily choice and it's a daily walk and Advent is our opportunity to live fully into that, to become fully awake to move out of our comfort zone to be fully awake, fully conscious and to know that there might be a price to pay for that And to be willing to do it anyway. So, this week, when you become aware that you are feeling worry, doubt, or fear, and I want you to hear that it's bound to happen if you're willing to stretch outside your comfort zone. Like, I want to say to you, if you never feel fear or doubt or worry or concern, you might be living your life too small. Say to whatever fear, worry, doubt, concern, anxious thought, whatever arises within you, you have no power over me. You have no power over me. Can you say that out loud? You have no power over me. Imagine speaking that out to that fear when it arises. You have no power over me. I believe. Help me in my unbelief. You have no power over me. And then, if needed, take a breath. Invite that Spirit of God to go through. You know the song we sang? "For the night wind to the little lamb, the night wind. You know that one of the words for Holy Spirit, Ruach, means wind. That very breath of God, just moving through the darkness. Just moving through your mind. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? That star, that light, that hope. Invite that Spirit of God to help you. Help me in my unbelief so that I can see that again. And then, guess what? We get to repeat it as often as needed. Will you live into that with me this week? I believe. believe. Help me in my unbelief. unbelief. I believe. believe.
1: Help
0: Help me in my unbelief. Can we hold both ideas in our mind at the same time? Yes! Let's live into that. Um, I also want to remind everybody so that I don't forget, part of the darkness of this time might be that you're walking through this time having lost someone you love. And the holidays can be extremely difficult for those of us who have lost someone. So Unity has participated in the Compassionate Friends Candlelight Service for a number of years. It takes place on the second Sunday in December, which is next week at 7 p.m. And Jennifer Howell, one of our congregants, always helps us to put that on. But Jennifer had a different idea this year. And what she's done is she's set up this beautiful display in the back there with some candles, with a memory wall, a heart that you can write a a note to the beloved that you've lost, candles that you can take home. And what Jennifer is inviting us to this year is to take a candle home with you. And next Sunday, December 8th at 7 p.m., if you've lost someone, light that candle. And know that across the globe at 7 p.m., whatever time zone you're in, other people are doing the exact same thing and remembering their beloved. And allow this to be an opportunity for you to bring them into this time in a way that's healing. There are hearts back there you can write a memory, and there are also flower package seeds you can take. Forget-me-not seeds that you can take. So thank you, Jennifer, for doing that, and thank you, all of you, for being here today and shining your light. God bless.